and hello welcome to another episode of the weekly scoop gonna talk about nft nyc and what it means in the world of nfts and then also talking about uh twitter's future and how npr wants to back out uh what that could mean for maybe twitter's future and corporations and just maybe social media in general and how to maybe we could recognize some holes in social media and like what we can do as consumers and producers to break away from big corporate media (laughs) so excuse me i um no I'm, i'm very intrigued by this episode we're gonna see where it goes and thank you for listening and one last thing, got to plug Conscious Creators Kingdom. Link is going to be in the show notes. Highly recommend you sign up. It's $24.99 a month. And you're going to get put into a collective with like-minded people that want to just create beautiful things for the world. And I basically want to get you <laughs> to the next step, guys. I want to get you to that landscape of uh, capital, uh, upfront capital, residual income, mind mapping, sacral expansion, and regal embodiment. So link in the show notes, Conscious Creators Kingdom. Uh, It's in my bio too, but I'm using Circle. It's a really good program. That being said, let's get after it. Welcome to another episode. Hello, hello. I am super stoked that you're here. Uh, I just want to talk about NFT NYC for a little bit and then transition to Twitter and and how that can affect, you know, social media uh, because uh, NPR is talking about getting away from Twitter and and quitting Twitter. So what does that mean? Are corporations going to quit too? Um, Are is, is social media going to have a different landscape? Um, it, it very much could. But first, NFT NYC is this week. It's going on right now. Uh, my boy, uh, Tony, shout out Tony from Bad Bears, was speaking there, actually. Um, huge congrats to you, dude. Uh, I hope Noah is listening to this and shares this. Um, I love your community so much. I know I haven't been as active as I want to be been knees you know knee deep in my businesses so uh shout out you tony much love uh i'll be dropping this in the discord but you guys are you know you guys are incredible and you deserve to be speaking at this event it's pretty awesome to see you uh winning like that so that being said kudos to you but let's get to the nitty-gritty so welcome to this kind of special edition of the nft nyc uh from the weekly scoop so new york city you know has become a hub for nfts and it has some of the largest you know nft marketplaces actually founded in the city which i actually didn't know Uh, but OpenSea and nifty gateway were founded in new york city 
the rise of NFTs has opened up new opportunities for artists and creators to showcase and sell their work, you know, without the need for traditional gatekeepers like galleries or record labels or, you know, the fucking bullshit designer brands and like all these things, right? Well, NFTs provide this freedom, which I love NFTs. I'm in a couple of different NFT projects right now. I won't go too deep into them, but uh, I'm really excited to see where those blossom. And one of the most exciting things about NFTs is that they allow for the creation of digital art that can be owned and traded just like physical art. In fact, some NFT artworks have sold for millions of dollars, making it a lucrative industry for artists and collectors alike. But NFTs aren't just limited to the art, though. That's the beautiful thing about NFTs. It's so universal, guys. The technology has also been embraced by music uh, because artists like Grimes and Deadmau5, fucking love Deadmau5, selling NFTs that include exclusive music and other digital content. So big, big wins. And then in addition to the marketplace and music industry, NFTs have been making waves in the world of sports. So like NF and NBA Top Shop is an NFT platform that allows users to create and trade digital basketball cards. So it's that's become incredibly popular. And with some cards, they sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. The rise of NFTs has led to some concerns around environmental impact. I'm not a huge fan of the narrative. Um, because I guess the process of creating and selling NFTs requires a lot of energy. Yes and no. yes and no. I mean, I just think that's a narrative. Uh, however, some NFT marketplaces and artists are taking steps to address the issue by using more environmentally friendly blockchain technologies. My thing is, if we're switching to electric cars, this shouldn't be as big of a problem, right? I don't know. Just my thoughts, (laughs) but overall, the world of NFTs in New York City is rapidly evolving as a space. It's got full of exciting opportunities for artists, collectors, and enthusiasts alike. You know, whether you're interested in art, music, or sports, you know, there's something for everyone in this world of NFTs. So you really got to check it out if you haven't checked it out, guys, Uh, because there's ample opportunities to not just make money, but just to even just create. Um, Another thing that is great about New York City is their art scene is so vibrant. So it's, it only makes sense that they became a hub for NFTs. Um, And that you have the Museum of Modern Art, which actually acquired its first NFT as well. And it's a work by uh, Kevin McCoy, uh, who is a very well known artist. Um, and it's giving recognition to the NFT world. So, yeah, like that's NFT NYC. And NFTs can go deeper into uh, video games, uh, even podcasts like um, Drink Champs. If you guys didn't know, Drink Champs has its own like NFT project where they sell like cards uh, to like meet, you know, the hosts of the podcast, um, you can get special episodes. You can unlock certain perks with like merch and like all those things as well. Uh, it's part of the reason why 
I delved into my NFT project because I want to create equity in a book that I want to launch for kids eventually. Uh, so like when you own my NFT project, it becomes uh, character equity. So you'll own characters in a book, which will get you like a free book, um, a gift, you know, maybe something else. <laughs> so possibilities are endless. Um, and I got a long ways to go before I get there. But I love the vision. I think the vision is there. So heck yeah, guys. And now for that quick plug of NFT NYC, I wanted to talk about something. It's very interesting. We're delving into a world where it's getting a little gray. So let me let me just state now that I don't necessarily hate Twitter. I actually enjoy Twitter and I think Twitter has many capabilities of marketing that other platforms don't have. My only concern is when Elon took over what like what was going to I guess what was going to stem in terms of like agendas or you know politics or anything aside because if people truly know me they know that i'm a little wishy-washy on elon musk and i think he's a genius and i think he's very intelligent for sure i don't know what his intentions are though because he is he's just a very powerful individual that does a lot of weird shit if (laughs) if if you know what i mean like I don't know if he's an actual human, but that's besides the point. So let's get into the Twitter fiasco. So Twitter has become a major player in news media, you know, with journalists, politicians, celebrities, you know, they all use the platform and express opinions, you know, share news. Uh, But they've been in the news lately for like different reasons. And one of them is a significant story involving the decision by NPR, which is National Public Radio, to quit the platform. So NPR cited concerns over the platform's handling of misinformation and abusive content as the reason for its departure. This move raises questions about the responsibility of social media companies to regulate content on their platforms and the impact of this on news organizations. So... And then another story that has been making headlines with Twitter is the controversy over like the company's verification process. So like they have a blue check mark symbol to indicate accounts that are verified, like as authentic and stuff. So I went to public figures, brands, and organizations. But it's been criticized because it's been arbitrary and it lacks a little uh, transparency which Twitter has recently announced changes to its verification policy, including a new application process. So this hopefully addresses the concerns um, because Twitter's gotten a little more hate than it deserves. Like it's been hated for, I guess, like the handling of, you know, COVID-19 information and like all those things with, you know, misinformation uh, because, you know, you had conspiracy theory tweets and then you had doctor tweets that were also like, you know, false. And then you had vaccine tweets and like 
it, it was just it was a whole mess where people were just like, what do I actually believe on here? And the truth is, there wasn't a lot that you could believe in. Um, and then an, another story about Twitter was, you know, lawsuit filed by, you know, Trump against the platform because uh, it alleged that Twitter and other social media platforms violated his First Amendment, rightfully so, you know, by banning him from their platforms. Uh, and this is this debate over free speech and the power of social media companies regulating content on their platforms. So Twitter is a platform that has become influential in politics and news media over, I wouldn't even say the past few years, I'd say the past decade. Um, it has a lot of challenges, it has a lot of controversy. There are a lot of people that got fired. Um, but it plays a, a prominent role in our daily lives, if you think about it, because it keeps us informed about issues, debates, and other things. Um, there's spot the lie in that. Because in the end, we just want to be heard. And in the end, we want to we want to speak our truth, and I think Twitter allows that. The only problem is you have bad actors that do bad things, but that's life, essentially, right? There's bad actors and everything. Take TikTok for example. This whole TikTok ban that's going around, it's deeper than that. It's 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 deeper than banning TikTok. It's taking away your rights as a producer and a consumer and i say as a producer person producing content for the greater good they're trying to take that away and put us on a a, a, commun a communistic outlook with suppressing your voice which my voice would definitely be suppressed with all the shit that i say on here i definitely would be quieted i've been banned by youtube for talking about vaccines I won't say anything about vaccines here, but um, yeah, I got banned for mentioning vaccines. I'm interested to see what YouTube does to this um, just because I mentioned the word. But yeah, like it's it's interesting where we're going, but how we can combat this is creating decentralized platforms. Uh, and I'm really excited for when cryptocurrency takes a hold of social media and then the platform becomes decentralized because not Twitter, but like the next form of TikTok comes about the next form of Twitter comes about and then you get incentivized to actually post and then you get a coin or you get some sort of transaction from posting. That's, that's key. And I think that, will happen eventually. And I know that Rumble is taking YouTube by storm. And I know that uh, Kick is taking Twitch by storm. So I'm really intrigued to see where new media platforms so, uh, submerge, or uh, I should say emerge on the scene. So when you go on social media, I want you to think about what do I want to watch? And what do I want to consume? Because what you're consuming is how you're consciously creating your environment. Because 
I've gotten in arguments with people. I won't say who, but I've gotten in arguments with people that say social media is bad. And I'm like, is it bad or is it just because you consume bad things? It's like you watch Fox News, you watch CNN. What is that? That's better than social media? I don't think so. That's controlled media. That's definitely not better than social media. If we're going to be honest, like let's call a spade a spade. Let's be real here. Um, Because it's not true. It's definitely not true. Uh, So yeah. Beware of what you consume. Beware who follows you and who you allow to follow and then who you follow in general. Uh, I've had to recently remove my following from my uh, Instagram. And I've had to stop following a lot of people because, well, I, uh, I stopped getting support from specific, specific individuals that I thought were friends after speaking up about being abused. And it's sad, but it is what it is. So be brave, speak your truth, and whoever doesn't support you through it, fuck them. I say that gently. Fuck them, though. You don't need any toxic people in your life. Just go out there, be great, be loving, and then go be loved by the right people. So, quick episode, but I love you guys. I'm excited to delve deeper into this mission of life with you. And uh, let's connect. Conscious Coop on all platforms. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Conscious Creators Kingdom. New Kids on the Block. CryptoCoop.net explains it all. I just want to love on you guys and I just want to spread that, spread that love and cheer. So have a great rest of your week. Be strong, be brave, be creative. All right. Love you guys. Talk soon.